0: Hi, welcome back to episode number 10 of Chargers Powder Hour. Chargers Powder Hour is a brand new Los Angeles Chargers podcast that combines the latest team news, storylines, guest interviews, and analysis of the games with friendly beer and banter. Catch brand new episodes every Monday and Friday wherever you listen to your podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LA for all the latest news and updates about the show. Bolt up. Oh yeah, I hate you too Hey Bolt fam, welcome back to episode number 10 of Chargers Powder Hour. Today it's just myself, Colin, I'm flying solo again. Unfortunately, um, you know, me and Miles still have a few schedule conflicts while he is waiting to move into his new apartment, but um, I'm back and today is Monday, May 16th, and we are dropping the episode on Monday, May 16th, which means we are actually going to have the latest news um, and updates to, to talk about and go over, which is super exciting because mm-hmm. the last couple episodes that just unfortunately hasn't been the case with kind of how me and Miles' schedule uh, has unfolded and uh, we are working on, on um, getting it back to normal soon. So we appreciate your, appreciate your guys' patience and we appreciate you um, binging the episodes that we do have out there Um, You know, you can check out all previous nine and this one, episode number 10, wherever you guys get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. um, We're out there. Okay, so without further ado, let's dive into the latest news that we have to cover today. The Chargers started rookie minicamp on Friday. The rookies are still, um, you know, in that little minicamp. Section they haven't joined the rest of the team yet. They are expected to in a couple of days, so um, that's exciting. You know that they're in the building. Uh, Daniel Popper also reporting on Twitter today that uh, an impressive turnout for the Chargers offense at offseason workouts. Only starter um, he did not see was Austin Eckler, which I'm sure you know that's that's not that's not too much news. Um, you know he's a pretty busy guy, and it's just good to see you know. Justin Herbert there leading, leading the squad and, uh, you know, building that, that camaraderie and that leadership, you know, um, it, it's just really good to see. It's, it's really, really refreshing. And, um, so yeah, that is positive. Um, on top of that, you know, Daniel Popper also had a few other tweets. Um, looks like the chargers had some, uh, pressers today, some player pressers, some media action going on in the, uh, um, facility over there in Costa Mesa, so a couple players uh, were up at the stand, and um, you know it looks like they were able to kind of give a few uh, bits and clips uh, for us on Twitter to to consume. But um, yeah, a few that I thought were kind of worth pointing out, a few players that uh, I saw posted on either you know Daniel Poppers page or Gilbert Manzano, um, you know were uh, a few of these guys, and the first one is. We'll start with Christian Covington. So, you know, I was really interested to kind of hear what he was saying because he is actually, and I still believe, the only uh, free agent from uh, free agent from the team last year that re-signed. Every other signing or move or transaction was either brought in from the outside or, you know, a couple guys got tendered. You know, they weren't um, unrestricted free agents yet, I don't think. Um, so... You know, they just got tendered, you know, I'm talking about like the, the Storm Nortons, um, Jalen Guyton's, Donald Parham's, those guys. So uh, they don't really count. So, you know, Christian Covington really is the only guy um, that made it back onto this team after becoming a free agent this offseason. And, you know, one of the things he said was, you know, this is a championship caliber team. And you know, that's a big reason why he decided to, you know, to, to come back. And uh, the feeling was, also, was obviously mu- mutual. Because the Chargers um, decided to bring him back, Brandon Staley likes him, and he's a uh, gonna be a good depth piece and uh, a solid role player on that line for the Chargers, um, just like he was last year. He had he sh- he showed flashes and you know, he showed up, made some plays um, throughout the season, and uh, you know, like me and Miles talked about in the last episode, you know, those depth depth pieces are the main reason why. We feel so much better about this team and this roster going into OTAs, mini camps, you know, all these offseason uh, programs, is because you're not always going to have, you know, unfortunately, you're not always going to have Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa, you know, on every snap. So when those guys go out, you know, you want Kyle Van Noy's, Covington's, you know, I, dare I even say it, a number ninety-nine. Um, maybe on like a, on an obvious pass situation, third and long, you know, fresh legs, um, you know, not expecting much out of a guy like that, but just a, a solid role player in, in Covington, in my opinion, you know, I'd, I'd rather have Covington on the field than Tillery, but I thought that was really a cool quote and just worth throwing on the pod. Next one, Bryce Callahan, uh, was on the podium and. Something I thought was really interesting was he actually said that Brandon Staley reached out to him about two weeks into the free agency process um, about you know potential interest and if there were any and obviously you know it sounds like there there was because an eventual signing happened and when asked about it Callahan said you know the scheme was a huge fit or huge part excuse me um, in the decision which. You know should not be a surprise to anybody because you know as Daniel Popper and a few other beat writers have already reported since the signing that you know this is the same scheme that he's played in you know his entire career and that you know for for a defensive you know back especially in the in the NFL that that's that is a huge piece of the puzzle you know as far as you know knowing what you're good at you know you're a veteran and uh you don't have to be a starter you don't have to show up and be the the cornerback one and, and be expected to to you know chase guys all over the field you know the chargers needed depth pieces and callahan was obviously a solid a solid signing especially with the you know the the money that they got him for so uh i thought that was uh interesting or just really cool to point out you know it was especially brandon saley you know it sounded like he reached out pretty early in the process and. You know, it didn't get done until later. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was cool. Next one was Rashawn Slater, and this one pull my notes up here. <clears throat> so, <laughs> this one got me really excited. This was easily out of the three, the one that like caught my attention the most, and it was really just music to my ears. And Rashawn freaking Slater, man. I mean, after the year he had as a rookie, as a rookie. In the AFC West, going in just, I mean the AFC and the NFL in general, just the the elite edge rushers that they have in the league, and he held his own and and like in every game, and Pro Bowl as a rookie left tackle. Arguably, I know people probably don't want to hear this, but he was probably the best left tackle in the league last year, and that is saying something. Like this dude is a generational talent. We all know that by now, but. I mean, the crazy thing is, in his um, interview today, in his, in his media time, um, he was asked, you know, kind of, you know, what what jump is he expecting to make from year one to year two? And, you know, he basically said, you know, yeah, after watching tape of my rookie year, you know, there were some things that I, I would, I, I just had to cringe at, you know, the things that he has already seen, like, hey... I need to fix that, or or here's how I can get better, here's what I can do to improve this or that. And I was just like, I was blown away at that because I'm like, can this guy really get that much better? Like, you're a pro pro bowler as a rookie, and like I said, arguably the best left tackle in the league, and here he is just setting the bar, you know, that much higher. And it's just so impressive because it's so... It's just not normal for a rookie, let alone, you know, a guy going into year two to just have that, that standard, that bar set so high. And, you know, I, I think that's something that we've you know grown to love about Rashawn and, and, and learn about him is that he is that type of dude. And, uh, you know, while, while I'm talking about him, I'm also going to bring up because Daniel Popper also tweeted – uh, that Rashawn Slater actually found out about the Khalil Mack trade when he was on his honeymoon uh, with his wife. Staley texted him and said to get his get your mind right. And quote, um, so Rashawn Slater literally, and I just saw the video on Twitter. He's doing pass protection sets on the beach on his honeymoon. This guy is a freaking animal. And, oh, my God, I'm just so happy that he's our left tackle for the next decade, if not longer. Um, because, <laughs> Rashawn, if you ever, if ever listening to this or ever get a hold of this audio, thank you so much, man. Thank you for being a charger. Thank you for being dedicated to your craft. No days off. I don't care if it's your honeymoon. I don't care if, if it's your wedding day. I mean, get some, get some pass protection sets going, you know, while you're waiting for, you know, the bride to walk down the aisle. I don't know. I just love it. I love that approach, and um, I just thought that was really, really cool, considering the fact that, you know, the the Khalil Mack trade got everybody amped up. Got everybody amped up from fans, obviously, to other players, staff, and just everyone in that in that organization. Um, and that's that's what a trade, a move like that does. That's what it shows an organization. You know, Brandon Staley has come into this, this organization and he's completely changed the culture. It is, it's win, win, win. Let's win now. Um, you know, we're not going to, you know, accept any other outcome. You know, we're going we're gonna to go for this thing. We're going to do it. And trading for Cleo Mack definitely, definitely sends that message. Okay, backtracking a bit to rookie minicamp, I did want to highlight a few things that Daniel Popper um had through thrown in his article that he dropped a few days ago and you know they were basically his observations of rookie minicamp and here they are so 26 players were on the field for practice 23 were rookies three of them were second year veterans all eight of the chargers 2022 draft picks um were in were in attendance um we'll get back to that in a second The three veterans were wide receiver uh, Michael Bandy, tight end Hunter Campmoyer, and offensive tackle Foster Sorrell, which I didn't even know who that was until a couple episodes when Miles brought him up. So those three dudes were also in attendance. Um, The next, okay, so all eight were in attendance, okay? But the very next observation was JT Woods, was out there and he was wearing his number 22 jersey but he did not have his helmet or participate in any of the drills he sat out due to a minor contract issue so and and also noted is that all other rookies actually participated so woods was in attendance he did not participate and there really was no other information on it besides you know they're, they're calling it a minor contract issue which I don't, you know, if it's if it's minor and if, if that's really what it is, I'm not too concerned about it. Um, you know, if it ends up being something, you know, that drag on to the summer, you know, we might talk about it, but just yeah, not too concerned about it at the moment. Um, next would be Zion Johnson worked at right guard during Friday's practice. He is expected to start there for the Chargers this season. He did not play on the right side in any games in college, at Boston College. So, um, you know, he's he's saying that, you know, that's how you build up muscle memory, through doing things, quote, unquote. quote. Honestly, it's just getting the reps and replicating things over and over again so that it feels natural. And, yeah, um, you know, I think keeping Filer at left guard and, uh, you know, having Zion filling at right guard is still the route I'm most comfortable with. And uh, I keep seeing some some talk on Twitter about Filer potentially kicking out to right tackle, and you know I, I would never I would never rule it out. I just don't know how much. I mean, I don't know if it's going to take some convincing from either the offensive line coach or or uh, Lombardi to you know try to get him to kick out to right tackle. You know, um, it just doesn't sound like that's what he wants to do. But you know. If it's for the team, and if that's what it comes down to, to to end up winning more games, you know I'm sure that's that's a conversation that they would definitely have with him at some point. As as the you know as of now, as of this moment, I just don't see Filer kicking out to right tackle. But who knows? You know I wouldn't count it out entirely. You know it could always happen in some crazy injury riddled offensive line season for the Chargers. Another interesting takeaway that I got out of. Um, you know, Popper's observation article was that uh, Jamari Sawyer has been spending practice at left guard. You know, he was primarily a left tackle in college at Georgia. And I think that's why, you know, there's been speculation of swinging him over to right tackle if he's, you know, already been playing left tackle, but he's also played all five positions on the line. So, you know, he's kind of comfortable pretty much anywhere. And, um, Again, after uh, this is a perfect time to bring him up because you know if he does you know do well enough at left guard where they feel comfortable enough to maybe kick Filer out to right tackle, you know this could be a potential um, storyline to watch as far as you know Sawyer not at least from the jump you know he's spending time at uh, at left guard and not right tackle so. That could have, you know, a future implication on Matt Filer. Maybe it doesn't at all. Who knows? Maybe the Chargers just want more interior depth, and they could just be comfortable with Trey Pipkins and uh, Storm Norton at right tackle. As of right now, it still seems like that's the case. But, again, we, you know, it's still very early, and, uh, you know, we're not even through rookie minicamp yet. So, yeah. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting. Sawyer at left guard. Okay, over the weekend, the Chargers also announced that they will be hosting a joint practice with the Dallas Cowboys um, in training camp leading up to their preseason game together August 20th. The Cowboys, it looks like the Cowboys host their training camp in Oxnard, California, which I didn't know, so... That makes sense. They're not too far down the road, and they also have a preseason game, so that'll be fun. I always like you know paying attention to joint practices. I watch NFL Network over the summer when I can to tune in and, and uh, you know uh, watch any coverage that they have. You know of training camp, OTAs, uh, whatever's going on. So those are always fun to, to kind of pay attention to. And you know if there's a, a camp fight, you know it usually makes Twitter, and and, and those are always uh um, fun threads and and uh you know conversations with other with opposing fans so that that's always fun um let's see here <clears throat> oh okay going back to rookie manicamp one last time uh for also forgot to mention that uh jasir taylor has been at, in the slot as the nickel corner at least that's where he's been lining up as so i thought that was worth noting and Dean Leonard has been lining up primarily on the outside, so not really sure what that means as far as it you know it's it's May 16th and, and the rookies haven't even uh, joined the rest of the team yet. But I just thought that was kind of interesting and and, uh, and worth noting as you know, yeah, that's probably where the staff sees them uh, fitting best. You know when they they join the rest of the squad. And again, we're so close. We're so close to football. Being back, um, you know, things are things are happening now. It seems like for the first time in months, um, players are back in the building, and it's just a beautiful time. So, uh, with that, that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to episode number ten of Chargers Powder Hour. Um, I can't believe we're already ten episodes in. It it, it has gone by so quick already, um, but we really appreciate your guys' support. If you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PowderHourPodLA for all of the latest news and updates about the show. Peace!